0: Welcome back to the Step Into Your Power podcast. I'm your host, Danny Underwood, a lawyer turned mindset coach, a mum, and a high vibe boss babe. This podcast is here to delve into all things mindset and self-development to help you step into your power and become the best version of yourself. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Step Into Your Power podcast. So today is episode five, and we're gonna be talking about What is NLP? Just to give you all a greater understanding of what I do as an NLP practitioner and also so that perhaps you could incorporate some NLP foundations into your life to help you achieve better outcomes. So obviously for the purposes of this podcast this is designed to just be a brief overview of what NLP is and I'm really just going to be focusing on the foundations and philosophies behind NLP as opposed to the tools, techniques and therapies that comprise NLP. I do just want to apologize in advance for my voice. I currently have tonsillitis, so if I'm sounding a bit flat, that is why. Um, But trust me, I am hyped on the inside, even if I can't uh, express it in my voice. And I'm still here showing up for you all today because I love recording these podcasts for you. So let's jump straight into it. So NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And so essentially what that means, so neuro relates to your brain, linguistic is language and communication, and then there's programming. So essentially NLP is about using specific language and communication techniques to rewire or reprogram your brain so that it works most optimally for you in your life to achieve the outcomes that you want. So one of the foundations in NLP is the cause and effect equation and so we encourage people to be at cause for their life which means to to take responsibility um, as opposed to be on the effect end of the equation because someone that's on the effect end of the equation, they're someone that has a victim mentality and always has excuses or justifications as to why they can't change their life or their behavior. And so um, in order for someone to be able to change, they have to be on the cause end of the equation. They have to take responsibility for their life because you can't create change without taking responsibility. And so once you get to that, you get to the cause end of the equation uh, and you take responsibility, you then feel a sense of empowerment Because you actually take back control in in your life. Instead of letting life happen to you, you take the reins and you take control of your life. And so while it's true we can't control how other people treat us, we can control how we respond to that treatment. Whether we let other people affect us uh, and let them have power over us essentially. Or whether we don't allow their behaviour or their words to get to us and we don't allow them to have power over us. We retain the power ourselves. So another key foundation of NLP is if someone else can do it, then I can too. And so in NLP, we actually model other people's behaviors, attitudes, and communication styles to achieve the same or similar outcomes as what they've achieved. And so when people talk about a psychology of excellence, that relates to the fact that most successful people, sorry, air quotes, successful people, because success is defined differently by different people. But most people, air quotes, that are successful or have achieved a lot in their life and are happy, they all have similar qualities or traits and similar mindsets and so that's a psychology of excellence and so in NLP we try to model that mindset through their behaviors and the way they communicate and their attitudes so that we can have that same psychology of excellence so that we can go on to also achieve Big or achieve success or happiness in our life as well. So, the next point that I want to talk about is going into now how the brain works, which is what we learn in NLP. We learn about how our brain works. So, it's like a user manual for the brain, so that then once we understand how our brain works, we can allow it to run more optimally instead of letting it just run itself on perhaps an old program that isn't serving us. So there is so much information in the world and we as human beings, we can only take in information through our five senses. We only have five senses as a human. And so we can only take in information that we can see, that we can hear, that we can smell, that we can taste and that we can touch. Our brain then uses these five senses as windows to take in information But there is so much information in the world all around us. So what happens is it goes through to our subconscious brain, which then deletes, distorts, and generalizes information. So it deletes information that it believes is not relevant to us. It can distort information. So distorting information is sort of like our subconscious misrepresenting reality. And an example of this is, you know, you can ask two people to imagine the same thing and they'll come up with completely different internal representations in their mind and then our brain also generalizes information so if it's new information that it hasn't seen before it's not familiar with what it will do will draw conclusions or generalize that information with something that we already know or that we've already experienced and so this may mean that by the time the information gets to us, it may not actually be a true representation of reality, the way that we perceive something. And the way our subconscious delete, distorts and generalizes the information is it uses our values, beliefs, our language and communication and our meta programs, which are programs essentially that run our brain to determine what it will delete, distort or generalize. So something that doesn't, you know, align with our beliefs, we may delete that information. Our subconscious thinks, no, that doesn't align with my belief. I believe this. I'm just going to delete that information. And so they're the filters that our subconscious uses to delete, distort, and generalize information before then that information arrives in our conscious brain. And 90 to 95% of our brain activity is subconscious which is huge so literally what we think we know that is 5% of our brain's activity or at most 10% okay so 90 to 95% of our brain activity is subconscious so our subconscious takes up the most part of our brain and this is where you know, NLP is so powerful because it actually deals with the subconscious, which a lot of other techniques and therapies don't. And if you're just dealing with the five to ten percent on top, that's not getting to the root cause and that often doesn't resolve a hundred percent all of someone's issues or whatever it is that they're experiencing. So Yeah, with 90 to 95% of our brain activity being subconscious, that means that 90 to 95% of our decisions, our actions, our emotions, the behaviours we exhibit are automatic and they're done unconsciously. So like... To go to the supermarket, we just get in the car and we go. Our conscious brain doesn't even think about what we're doing. And an example of that is, you know, have you ever driven somewhere? And you don't, if someone says, what road did you go on? You don't even know how you got there, but you just got there because you've done it so many times. And then that leads on to the next thing. So what fires together, wires together. What that means is every thought, feeling, experience that we have our brain fires off neurons to our body and then the more we repeat something or do something or have that experience or have that thought or have that feeling then that becomes an automatic response in our body. An example of this is perhaps you were a child and you went across a road you stepped onto the road and then realized a car was coming And you perhaps almost got hit by a car, you got scared, so you jumped back out of the road. And then the next time you went to cross a road, you consciously told yourself, okay, I need to check both ways now for traffic because last time I almost got hit. And then you keep repeating that every time you go to cross a road Until it becomes a habit. It becomes a subconscious habit that you just check both ways for traffic before you now cross a road. You no longer have to consciously think, oh, I need to check both ways to see if there's traffic coming. It's created its own neural pathway in your brain from that experience. And so, with neural pathways, if you think of them like a river, a riverbed, so the more the water runs through the riverbed, the deeper the riverbed gets carved out. And that is the same as the neural pathways. So the more that you do something uh, or have, you know, that same thought or feeling or reaction or experience to something, the more that happens, it then starts to become automatic. It carves out a deeper neural pathway, a deeper riverbed, until it becomes an automatic and subconscious habit. And the crazy thing is that 80% of your subconscious is formed between the years of zero to seven, so in your imprint period. So your values, beliefs, your language, and the metaprograms that your brain runs, 80% of them is formed before you reach the age of seven. So a child between zero to seven is literally like a sponge. Any experience they have and any conclusions they draw from that experience, that will then store in their brain and form part of their subconscious. They model other people's language and behavior, attitudes, beliefs and values. So whoever a child is around between the ages of zero to seven They are going to model that person's beliefs, values, behaviours and they're going to take at least some of those on themselves and they will carry them with them throughout their life. And the thing is, some of these beliefs that a child forms about a situation or about something that they heard or something that someone told them, like if someone told a two-year-old that they're fat or they're chubby, a child may carry that through life with them in their subconscious and that belief isn't true and that's actually going to hold them back in life or another belief that perhaps you can't do anything right you know when a parent or a caregiver got angry at a, at a young child who didn't do the right thing or or stuff something up perhaps and they told that child you can you can't do anything right and then again that child could very well take on that belief and carry that with them in their subconscious throughout their whole life and that may hinder them and hold them back in life because they may never feel good enough or feel like they can't ever do anything right and the unfortunate thing is a lot of people aren't even aware of these beliefs until they actually put in the work to understand themselves on a deeper level and understand why they're choosing certain behaviours or having certain thoughts why they're running certain patterns in their brain they need to understand themselves on a deeper level to then actually have that awareness of what's going on but then even once someone becomes aware of limiting beliefs that are holding them back a lot of people don't remember where these limiting beliefs stemmed from and so with NLP we put someone in a very relaxed state so it's sort of like a a very light form of chance so that we can communicate with their subconscious and the subconscious will always come up with the answers. And a lot of the time, the subconscious will mention an age between zero to seven as to when that belief arose. And that person may not have consciously been aware of that or hadn't remembered that in their conscious brain you know, throughout their whole life, they're they're like, I've got this belief, but I don't know where I picked it up from, or when it started. But once you start communicating with their subconscious, the answers come out, and then things start to make sense. And then once people have that awareness, they can take learnings from the situation where that belief first arose, once they're aware of it, they can do some inner child work and give that child what that the resources that that child needed back at that time in their life to help that heal. And then they can rewrite those beliefs so that, you know, they get to choose what they believe and they can choose that that belief, that, that thing someone once told them when they were three is not true. They're not going to allow that to hold them back and they're not going to carry that around in their life anymore. And so even Aristotle, the Greek philosopher, he's got a famous quote that says, Give me a child until he is seven and I will show you a man. And so that relates to that imprint period between the years of zero to seven where most values and well 80% of the values and beliefs are formed, and then that obviously impacts a person's life hugely in that it impacts the meta programs that their brain then creates and runs and that will then impact the information they can take in and what they delete, distort, and generalise. And so it's really important to note that everyone has some form of trauma in their life, and like I said before, most trauma stems back from those imprint years between the age of zero to seven. And so all trauma is valid, and even people with the best childhood, I believe they've got some form of trauma and so the word trauma, trauma is, it just means how we internalize a situation. So for you as a child, as a young child that didn't have the resources to deal with that situation or the the knowledge, that could have been a very traumatic event whereas for someone else that was part of that situation, an older sibling or a parent or someone else, that may not have been a traumatic experience. Trauma could even be like a child lost their mother in the supermarket and now they have a fear of abandonment because that was a traumatic experience for them. They were so young. They didn't know that their mother was just, you know, an aisle away. They thought they would never see their mother again. And they're a young child. They don't know how to care for themselves. So for them, that could have been a really traumatic experience. And they may have had the best childhood other than that one experience of losing their mother in the supermarket. But that That trauma will impact their life and will stay with them until they actually resolve it, until they become aware of it and resolve it and rewrite the beliefs that they formed out of that situation. And so if they formed a belief that a fear of abandonment and now they go through life fearing that everyone's going to abandon them, they, they need to become aware of that and they need to choose to rewrite that belief and rewrite that story now that they're older and wiser and they can see that that wasn't the case their mother hadn't abandoned them and it's really important in all aspects of our lives to be aware of the fact that our brain will search out information to support what we focus on what we believe to be true and it will delete information that isn't what we believe to be true and so that's where our beliefs are so important because if our beliefs aren't supporting us we need to change our beliefs because once we have a new belief then our brain will search information to support our new belief which is supporting us whereas previously it would have deleted that information because that wasn't our belief hopefully that makes sense so in a nutshell. NLP is essentially about stripping back all of the conditioning, the programming and limiting beliefs that we all take on in our lives from a very young age to get to the core of who we truly are. And some people don't even know who they are underneath their layers of conditioning and programming and limiting beliefs. And that is really, really sad. And so once you get that deeper self-awareness, you start to understand who you really are, then you can build yourself back up to who you want to be. You can, once you realize you have the power to create new beliefs and values and you can create new neural pathways in your brain, you don't have to keep running that same old pattern, that same old circle and continually, you know, self-sabotaging or continually always going for males that aren't good for you because that's a program that your brain runs right once you realize that you can reprogram your your brain there is so much power in that and you then can build yourself back up to who you want to be in order to support the life that you wish to have and you know when I have conversations with people a lot of people don't even know what their top three core values are in life and that is so so sad so my question to you is what are your top three core values and if you don't know the answer to that off the top of your head then I would strongly suggest that you start doing some inner work because you need to understand yourself on a deeper level to know what you want in life to know who you are and to know how you can reprogram your brain to support what you want in life and to work out who you want in your life And if you don't understand what you want and what you value, how can other people understand that and respect you? So you either take control of your life or you let life happen to you and you only get one shot at life. And so for me, life's too short just to let life happen and then get to the end of my life and think, what did I do with my life? I'm here on a mission I want to be the best version of myself and I want to live out my purpose. And so... I'm taking control of my life and I really want to encourage you all to do that as well. Just lastly as well, if you haven't already downloaded my free Manifesting Magic ebook, definitely do that. I'll link it in the show notes um, or you can click the link in my Instagram bio, which is Step Into Your power underscore, or you can go on the website to download it, which is stepintoyourpowercoaching.com one word. Also, I just want to let you all know again that my next intake for coaching is starting in January, which is not that far away. And I do only have limited spots available. So if you are ready to make 2022 your best year yet, you're ready to get to know yourself on a deeper level and to take control of your life then I'd love to work with you. I can assist you to do goal setting, to overcome past trauma and limiting beliefs, to work out who you are and what your purpose is in life and to just help you rewire your brain so it works more optimally and supports who you wish to be and the life you wish to have. Because I want to help you become the best version of yourself. And like I said, life is too short to live a life that doesn't feel in alignment to who you truly are. If you do want to work with me, again, you can click the link in my Instagram bio or go on my website, which I've just mentioned both of them. And I'll also uh, link that in the show notes. And I just want to say thank you all again for listening and for your support. If you want to get into contact with me, you can slide into my DMs on Instagram or my email is danny at stepintoyourpowercoaching.com. As always, I would also really appreciate if you could review, rate, and subscribe to this podcast in your podcast app. It really just helps me gain credibility and helps me reach more people. And in addition to that, I would love it if you could screenshot you listening to my podcast and put it on your stories and tag Step Into Your Power. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed today's episode and I look forward to speaking to you all next week. Bye.